guys, it's Shelly with Emerge Marketing Solutions. We hope you have enjoyed this Emerge 2020 Lenten faith journey. As our time together comes to an end, we hope you will continue to become closer to God. Listen to your calling to live out His Word and to be a beacon of hope and light for others. As we continue this faith journey, we invite you to save the date for our next faith reflection. Our Pentecostal journey will begin May 24th through June 30th. Stay tuned for more details. Thank you once again for sharing in this faith journey. We hope with God's strength, you have emerged strengthened. Good morning, everyone. It is day 40 of our best Lent ever journey. We have reached the end, if you can imagine that. At some points, I often wondered, is this time coming? It seems so long. 40 days and 40 plus days when you count all of the days. Uh, it seems like a long time, and it is difficult and, and stressful, um, but I hope that during this time that you have had a chance to reflect on your own life, to bring in some of the things that uh, we have talked about through this journey, and hopefully started implementing some of uh, those actions uh, and keeping those things on your heart and close to your mind so that you can uh, continue to live a life uh, through our Lord. So let's begin today in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for continuing with us on this journey. Thank you for showing us the way, the truth, and the light, giving us hope that we could rise once again with you in your resurrection. Thank you for taking us through this journey. Even though that period of time may be dark and uncertain at times, you were the light that showed us the way. Help us to have faith that this will continue on, that you will continue on past this Lenten journey and continue to be with us each and every day. We pray that we are healed, protected, and guided in our lives so that we may become closer to you and share that goodness with all people. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. So on this Easter vigil, well, it's... Holy Saturday as of right now, and this evening after uh, the sun sets, it will be Easter Vigil. So throughout the day today, what we celebrate is Jesus laying there in the tomb, and laying there and <clears throat> as he's dead, and the fact that we have to dwell on his dead body, the fact that he is there, our sins have also died. So think about that, in that Jesus, with Jesus' death, our sins have also been forgiven and put to death as well. So as Jesus lays there in the tomb, we think about that today. And there's this anticipation all day long that we know what is coming tonight with the Easter Vigil and tomorrow morning with Easter Sunday when he is risen once again. And so today we're called to focus on the fact of how are we going to rise once again? what is going to be new, what is going to be different in our lives. And so those 40 days seems like a long time, but really it's only a short amount of time. And, and think about that with each confession you make, with each daily prayer you have with the Lord, each day that you wake up, you have the opportunity to be renewed and refreshed, not just waiting till Lent comes around or Advent season or certain times of the year, Jesus is with us every single day and know that the reason why he was put to death on a cross 
was to forgive your sins, all of our sins. So in this time of, um, of isolation, when we can't be going to church or mass, it's the anticipation of the Eucharist, I think, that um, has us all kind of waiting and hoping. And even though that won't change with Easter this year, um, we hope that uh, you will consider how during that time, that period of waiting and that period of hope, that we can be reflecting on what we truly want and need um, out of our relationship with Christ uh, and the reason why we're called into being part of this church. I want to reflect on my own RCIA experience um, in my conversion to the Catholic Church. Um, I was baptized in the Lutheran Church, was a very dedicated member of our um, Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. Um, and that's how I was grow I grew up and was raised uh, within that church. I still feel strong ties to that church. But as I met John and as we started our family, I had I knew, actually I knew before I met John uh, that I wanted to become Catholic after my experience in Rome. Um, but I had decided that that I would become Catholic. And so I would go to weekly RCIA sessions. This was actually when we lived in Ames. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to be part of a church um, in a college community that there's a lot of people going through that same conversion process. Um, and so <clears throat> we went to, I went to uh, weekly sessions on, I believe it was Wednesday nights, and we get together with probably 30 or 40 other people. The number of people who are going through um, the RCIA process in Ames uh, was just incredible, and it was really neat because we had people of all ages. Some are very young, some are middle-aged and parents, and some are older. But even during that time, you know, I absolutely loved it because I loved learning about um, our Lord and all of the things in the Bible. Um, and how mass was different than maybe how I was brought up. Um, and so it, I gained a lot of respect towards that. But throughout that time, I began to be frustrated. I started at a non-traditional time. You know, they kind of have a set schedule. And as you know, many people um, go through that conversion process during Easter. And so on uh, Easter vigil is when they actually join the Catholic Church. That wasn't the same for me because I had joined at a different time. I don't know exactly when that was, but I had been part of the process for over a year. And so I kept saying to them, why can't I join the church? You know, why, why is this? It's, you know, I feel like I should be ready for this already. I know all of this. Uh, once again, I felt like I should be in control, right? Well, God had different plans um, for that. But I would sit there every Sunday. So I was already going to the Catholic church, obviously, with with John, and uh, by that time we also had Olivia. Um, and so during the Eucharist, um, and when everybody else in the church would go up to communion, I would remain in my pew. And during that time, uh, during the gospel, or during um, the preparation of the Eucharist, we would say, uh, Lord, I'm not worthy to receive you, but only say the word, and, I, and my soul shall be healed. So, we would say that and I would sit there and feel absolutely awful because I would feel like um, I was not worthy to receive our Lord. And, um, and that, that was really hard on me during that time. And so that anticipation and that waiting was really difficult. <clears throat> However, 
during that time is also when the Catholic Church actually changed some of uh, the mass parts, um, just changed some of the wording ever so slightly. And so actually shortly after uh, my welcome to the uh, Catholic Church, they changed that verbiage. So I sat there every single day, every single Sunday thinking, why me? Why am I not worthy to receive you just like all the rest of these people? Um, and it made me grow in a stronger relationship with our Lord, deeper than I could ever imagine, and have a great, great respect for the Eucharist and, um, and the opportunity I have to now um, share in that Eucharist. I will never take that for granted. And every single time I go up to communion, I will be extremely reverent because I know the time that I couldn't join in um, with that feast uh, in community with one another. So a year later, um, or shortly after I uh, joined the Catholic Church, they actually changed the verbiage to say, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. So to me, that said, that conversion, I prayed a lot about it because I felt so awful um, about how those words were, were shared and I felt bad for those who couldn't join in um, to the Eucharist. And so when they change those words, I truly understand that and I connect with that even more so now. Um, but seeing that, that trans, um, transition from one to the other was so powerful to me. So Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. So I'm not worthy to have God part of my home, but he says the word and my soul shall be healed and he enters our home and is part of our lives. Um, and I think that is what is most powerful for me. But had I just gone through RCAA, took five classes and been done with it, I don't think that I would have had the deep appreciation and respect uh, for the various different mass parts in my relationship with the Lord as I do now. And I even had um, a friend of mine who was also very strong in her faith um, and actually inspired me early on in my um, days of going to the Catholic Church and becoming part of the Catholic Church. Um, she definitely inspired me. But she also has had a, a troubled journey or just non-traditional path. Um, and there are times that she, uh, there was a time that she was not able to join in the Eucharist. And I felt like I had to um, share my story with her in that maybe it's not that God doesn't want us to join in the Eucharist, but maybe he's dwelling within us and becoming within us so that we're stronger to be able to carry that Eucharist forward. I also have another friend who, um, you know, was doing all the things, just like the Pharisees versus the tax collector that we had talked about um, as a she does all the right things. She shares the good news of salvation. She is very strong in her faith, but she has been tested by the devil um, in, in various different ways. Um, and there was a couple times where she came to me and said, why, why me? Why do I have to be the one that this keeps happening to, um, that these negative influences happen here? Why am I the one getting pinpointed here? I feel like I'm just doing all that I can to serve our Lord and I can't catch a break. And I said to her, you know, I shared with her also my anticipation uh, for the Eucharist and um, knowing that we're on this journey. And I helped her. I, I shared with her. I said, you know what? The devil attacks those who are strongest in their faith. The ones that have the brightest light shining. Those are the ones that the devil wants 
to, to diminish their flame because they're the ones that can change this world. And so I invite you to think about that this day as we um, prepare for Jesus rising, that know that there may be very, very difficult days for you ahead. Um, and that's part of this journey. That is not part of God's plan, but God's plan is to help you rise stronger despite the fact of, of these negative influences that might happen. So think about that. How can you um, take, take your light, let it shine brightly, and, and infuse it with others and come in, in together in community with others to make that light shine even brighter? I think that's what I love most about the Easter vigil service is that it typically starts outside of the church. To me, that's a reflection of, um, you know, it starts with us as individuals outside of the church, and it starts with that flame burning within us. Typically, there's a large fire, and everyone is gathered around. They're gathered around, and that flame is burning strong. And then we enter the church. And as we process into the church, letting that light guide us, the, the Paschal candle, that Easter candle, that one single strong, large candle that is always shining at the front of our church. Um, we, we follow that in and then we join in community as part of uh, the, the mass, that we are all there together celebrating Christ's life, Christ, Christ's death and Christ's life so that he rises again. But we're being called back in community to join in with one another, to come back together. My strongest hope through this and through my entire faith journey is that we can bring people back together, that we break down those barriers and separation of um, our separate faith paths, um, and we bring those back together. So just like at the Easter vigil, where that light is burning bright outside the church, let us all bring our candles or our internal lights together, come together to create the biggest light uh, and the biggest passion and, and hope that we have together and come together in community lighted by the way of our Lord Jesus in his resurrection so that we can come together and celebrate our, our Lord together as one. So as we close or get ready to close for today, I realize we're, we're nearing the end of our uh, faith journey. I will be back on tomorrow morning for Easter Sunday um, and celebrate the rising of our Lord Jesus. Uh, but before I close, I wanna share that I would love to hear from you guys. Um, if you could just send me, you can send me a letter, you can send me an email, uh, you can send me a private message here on Facebook. I realize that growing in your faith is different for every single person. Um, and so I invite you today, if, if this Lenten journey has made a difference in your life at all, share that with me, share how that has changed you. Um, I don't need to share that out publicly with anyone, um, but I think it would help me to kind of understand um, how you have grown through this process. Um, through our journey, what things you liked about it, what were some things that you you think I should continue as I explore uh, doing this again. And like I said, uh, May 24th through June 30th of this year, as we celebrate Pentecost um, and uh, that whole the season that surrounds that, um, I want to take in some of your recommendations about how I can make this stronger. I know one thing that I... Um, wanted, um, but didn't necessarily get so much partially due to the timing that me doing it at six o'clock in the morning, I would love to have a little bit more interaction. Um, and so just like as in a Bible study, um, 
kind of share out some thoughts or ideas and what are some ways that we could uh, share that and help to grow our um, our faith and um, trust in the Lord with our written word or um, verbalizing our faith as well. Um, I would love to do more of that. So share with me what you gained from this, um, maybe how this uh, Lenten journey has changed your life, um, and then how you see um, what are the components of what you would like to see in the future um, as we go forward. I can't wait to share some of those with you. Um, I've already started um, developing some of the materials for that next uh, journey. Uh, but I hope that this has made a difference in your life and um, brought some hope and guidance um, to you through this Lenten season, um, but it allowed you to consider how you can share that with others, not just through these 40 days, but beyond and carry that with you into the future. So let's close today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, this journey has become long. And even with your death, the death on the cross, and lying there in the tomb today, help us to reflect and bring into our hearts to know that death does have its finality, that that huge rock in front of the tomb represents the realness of death. But help us to know and not dwell on the death itself, but on the resurrection, that you did rise again, and we too will rise again not just in this Easter season, but also as we face our own death. Help us to rise again in a new life with you that may be different than what we have here on earth. Help us to know, trust, and have hope and faith that you are with us and that we are rising again, that our sins were brought to that cross, that they died when you died, and we too are able to rise again stronger than we were before. Also, pray for those who are on the front lines, who are facing coronavirus, who have the symptoms and may not be able to be tested, or those who do have a confirmed positive test saying that they do indeed have coronavirus, and protect all of those who are on our front lines. Help to heal those, all of those people, and help them to have a faith and trust in you that all will be okay. Dear Lord, thank you for being with us on this journey and carrying us through each and every day. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Enjoy your day, everyone. Have a blessed day, and I look forward to joining you tomorrow, Easter Sunday, um, as we make our final day of this Lenten journey. Have a good one, everyone. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for wholeness and not for evil, to give you a future full of hope. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Thank you for joining us on the Emerge podcast. We hope you enjoyed the journey and are prepared to emerge strengthened.